All right, welcome to Comic Chat number 89. I am your host, Glenda McGee. I'm a 10-year comedian in the Phoenix, Arizona area. I'm originally from Compton, California. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee. And you can find me on uh, Instagram, IG, or the gram at GM3 Comedy. That's at GM3 and the word comedy. Um, Before I get started today, I just want to say that I love all of you. You guys are special. You are awesome. Life is getting better and better for all of you. And you are worthy of all great things. You're a divine spiritual being. Um, Today's date is uh, Wednesday, July the 6th. Uh, 2022 is the day late because yesterday I had like a wacky ass day so uh, the episode didn't get recorded obviously Um, you can find this podcast on Spotify Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public and The Breaker and right here on this uh, lovely casting platform called Anchor there's 88 other episodes you can listen to you in 89 after I uh, finish talking or whatever. Um, man, just want to have a moment of silence for one of Phoenix Comedy's uh, comedians. He, hasn't, he wasn't really active for the last few years, but he did a lot for the scene and produced a lot of shows and He's an all-around good guy, you know, offline. <laughs> uh, but that person is Gary Brockaway. He passed away last week. Unexpectedly and suddenly, I don't know how he passed away, but I just saw a post saying that he passed away last week. And, you know, I immediately got sad because I met him back in 2013. And so... Um, Rest in peace, Gary Brockaway. Yeah, you'll be missed, Gary. Uh, It's crazy. Because Gary basically chewed me out on Messenger. That was like the last thing he said to me. was, Was checking me because I called some white lady a bitch. And I think that was the first time I went to Facebook jail and he ended up DMing me about me saying that to that lady. And uh, I didn't really care, you know what I'm saying? But it's just a small world how uh, the last thing people say sometimes to you or the last time you say this, the last thing you say to somebody is crazy, but I remember that shit and then... uh, my good friend, Mr. Roberts, I told you guys, he offered me a pizza, a piece of pizza from Grand Avenue. He wanted to buy me a slice. I don't really eat pizza, so I turned him down. Find out a week later, he you know, died in a car accident later, like later on that week. So the last thing he 
say to people. It's crazy. That's why, I guess that's why love is so important because we never know when any of us are going to um, perish. But we can't uh, stay focused on that fact for some reason. We still treat each other fucked up. Because we usually don't, we forget that we die until somebody else die. And then it's like, oh man. Yeah, death is real because it, it, it took that dude or it took that one. But we need to focus more on loving each other while we're still above ground and breathing and kicking because this life is temporary and this life is short. And that is why I am uh, deciding to try to become a better and better person every day. Because I used to be a super asshole. And it was only because I built it as a defense mechanism from uh, people who weren't handicapped. Because when you're not handicapped, you treat most of the people who aren't handicapped. They treat handicapped people like... They're not people. So I didn't develop this super aggressive attitude to either keep you away from me or to let you know that just because my legs are fucked up, I might smash your face with some shit. And it was it was no need to even carry that energy anymore. So I'm I'm trying to become a, a better person because a lot of how we are now stems all the way back to how we grew up as a child and things that our parents told us and things that we have experienced in the environment we were uh, introduced to. That all shapes us into who we are right now. And we never do self-checks. We just continue to, to live as these people. And most of the things we do and most of the things we believe and most of the things that have been implanted in our minds, it don't even fit this current reality that we are in. So I just uh, would encourage people to do some self-checks. Check out the things that you believe because it could be outdated for this current world you're experiencing. And, you know, that could lead to blockages and you not being able to attract certain things because the if it's the wrong belief you have in your head, it's the wrong program running, it's counterproductive to where your spirit currently is and where your spirit is trying to go. So you got to do some self-checks and some mental cleaning, mental cleaning, um, Started this uh, this new mind control method. I don't think it's new. It's, it's, a, it's an old method, but it's new to me. That's why I say it's new. Um, it's called the Jose Silva mind control method, and it's very uh, very simple. But the the thing is, you basically try to put yourself in a sleep state. A conscious sleep state where you're still conscious, but you feel and um, you act as if you're asleep. It's just basically putting your mind 
and a total level of relaxation so that you can open up your subconscious mind and accept more positive subconscious messages from yourself. And it also helps with some of that mental house cleaning and uh, it, it helps you to uh, alleviate some of those negative things that you've been trained to believe and, and therefore it leads to some of the negative actions that can be keeping you from who you truly want to be. So I'm loving that method. It's called the Jose Silva method. If you uh, want to get it, get into it or try it for yourself, it's on YouTube. Just put in the uh, Jose Silva mind control method. It's Jose Silva, like Anderson Silva, same Silva. And uh, you can uh, check out the videos. If you have headphones, it's, it's terrific because somebody posted a video and it's just like the the tapes they recorded the the old tapes that came with like a book so i know that uh i know the program is is probably ancient because it sounds like some shit from the 80s and 70s and then there's like this jewish man talking to you halfway through the fucking uh, lesson and then at the end one of Jose Silva's daughters takes you through an exercise and teaches you some shit and it's I've been doing it for like two days so I really have to have a lot of practice but these two days it has really been uh, awesome I woke up at like maybe 12 midnight and then I was up until about maybe 6 or 6 o'clock maybe 6 30 something like that this morning and I, I did it around one. Because the first exercise is pretty simple. It sounds simple. But when you try it, you'll find out it's not as simple as it sounds. Uh, it's just to sit quietly for 15 minutes with your eyes closed. And I did this. And, and it was uh, it was crazy. All the stupid thoughts that were flowing through my head. Oh, I gotta go do this. Uh, I better go smoke some weed. It's like, I don't have to do anything. But I would sit there and listen listen to myself. Oh, I gotta go write this down. Uh, I, I gotta see what time it is. And I would, I would just sit there and listen to those thoughts. And as I listened to them, I learned to like kind of control them. Because I would tell myself I needed to do something. And then I would answer myself in my mind like, no, you don't. You don't have anything to do. You just feel like you you just desire to do something because you've been told you need to be doing something. Because if you're not doing anything, you're wasting your time. Like, I actually would talk to my thoughts and they would calm down. And then I did the, uh, the second method, which is um, very um, it's very relaxing but it involves like counting and then you have to uh, picture a place of serenity like a beach or like a, a forest or you know a mountaintop anywhere where you think it's completely peaceful and you have to just sit there and basically teaching you how to like relax Cause there's like 
levels of relaxation delta alpha delta alpha beta and so forth and it's it's been very interesting and I've only been doing it for 2 days but it's very interesting because uh the universe just gave it to me because every morning I, I listen to affirmations as I work out and shit. And then this dude with an annoying ass voice always comes on talking about the Jose Silva method. And the reason why I didn't start doing it sooner is because I didn't like that dude. Every time the video would come on, I would listen to it because it was like 30 minutes and I could do like a bunch of push ups in, in that amount of time. So I would just let it run. But like yesterday, I let it run and the next you know, I go to YouTube and it's like right there suggested for me. And I never even, I never even looked at one of those videos. So why would it be in the suggestions? I guess because I kept listening to the ad, but I took it as the universe was like, here, try that shit. And another thing, another reason why I didn't try it sooner is because I was doubting myself. You'll never be able to do that. That's other people, you know. You probably don't even have the mind to be able to do, to pull off this method. And that was another thing that I was trying to combat is the negative thoughts. Because I'm I, I, I do a lot of talking myself out of things before I even attempt to do them. And that's nothing but fear. It's not even the fact that you don't have the ability to do the thing that you say you can't do. you just so scared that you might be able to do it or you might not be able to do it that you talk yourself out of doing anything. And that was uh, one of the things they talked about in the, in the third uh, lesson for the whole Jose of Mind Control Method is that house cleaning and getting rid of the negative thoughts because those are the strong ones. They're the, they're the strongest thoughts in your mind. Easier for you to manifest the negative than it is the positive because we are surrounded by negativity and we basically live in a negative society. So it's easier for us to manifest our fears and failures than it is to manifest our um, dreams and successes. In order to, to manifest your dreams and success, it takes a lot of focus. And this is what this method is teaching me, along with like meditation, it's teaching me how to focus myself instead of just sitting there with my mind on autopilot, all the useless chatter and all the the negative energy from because I never really be thinking about anything positive. And when I slowed my thoughts down yesterday, I noticed that it was easier for me to think positive inside of my head once I got all those junk thoughts out. Because those are just agreeable thoughts that everybody else have and we project on the people and that's how we fit in. Because you gotta be kind of negative. You gotta be kind of negative to fit in our society if you're too happy and people think something is wrong with you. Are you being fake? Are they watching you because they think you're going to do something to yourself? It's, it's, it's really weird. But I've learned over the past five, almost five years that 
being a positive and happy person every day is possible. And I used to be one of the meanest, most negative, angry motherfuckers. Like I have a, like a, not an angry, I want to say angry, it's like an aggressive nature because that's just something that I get from like my dad and my granddad. We're all kind of grouchy. But we're also like super nice. My brother Marcus is not like that. I think because he got a little bit more of his mom's spirit in him. His mom is like a a really nice lady. But um, that's my half-brother. He looked just like me, but we act like totally different. But I got the aggression from my... I got I got the aggression from my dad and my mom's kind of aggressive too, so that's why I'm I'm unlike the way I am. So I'm trying to alleviate that shit because it, it ruins a lot of opportunities and and I see how it makes people afraid to approach me. But the reason why I'm like that too is because people try to pull a lot of shit on you and they think you're stupid. So I'd rather check you out when you walk up on me and size you up to see what the hell you want. Because a lot of people talk fast, especially in entertainment. Everybody wants to do something until it comes down to doing something. Or everybody wants to do something until they realize you might shine harder than them. Then their, their enthusiasm behind the project goes down. Because everybody wants to be the star. Nobody just wants to be a part of the picture. Everybody wants to be the main part. Which makes me think that parents... There's no such thing as as good parents. Because everybody wants to be a star because... They want love. And if, if... if you were getting efficient love as a child, then you wouldn't be so starved for attention and love as an adult. And a lot of us adults are like that. You get on fucking social media, it's just a bunch of adults showing themselves. Niggas working out. Bitches working out. Bitches showing their ass. But talking about, you gotta respect me. But they don't even respect themselves. Making sure everybody see how big of an ass you have. But you don't want us to sexualize you. See, this is the type of double talk that females do that confuse the fuck out of men. That's why all this, we got all this sexual confusion going on. Dudes don't even know how to talk to women anymore because... They're so scared they're going to be labeled a rapist because women say one thing and then do another thing. But then when you tell women this, the first thing that they want to do is deflect that shit back on to the men. Well, if you guys weren't so creepy, it's not that we're being creepy. Some of us are creepy. But a lot of us are just naturally men who are attracted to women. So yeah, we're going to try to find out shit about you. We're going to try to talk to you every time we see you. Because that's what a man does when he sees a woman. I guess that's, that's what we're supposed to do. 
But now that's considered fucking weird. But it just it just goes to show you that we don't have a clear, uh, concise example of what love is. Even if you grew up in a decent home in a decent neighborhood, you still have kind of a, a, a skewed view of what love is. Because there's no uh, there's no need for all this uh, excess vanity. Because we all beautiful and we all special and we all have gifts. We all creative in our own ways. Because we all created by the same force. Which is the greatest force in the whole damn galaxy. Which created a whole galaxy from nothing. So why do we always constantly worry about another person being created better than us? Which led me to write something down the, the, the other day. I had a thought while I was uh, shrooming for 4th of July. That's what I did. I fucking did some shrooms. I don't even know how much I did. But it, it wasn't like a crazy trip. It was, it was cool. I, I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, I got more confident and more definite in the things that I desire and everything. And uh, I wrote something down that... Uh, Maybe people don't hate you because you're, like, blessed. Maybe they're mad because they're not asking for anything. Because I think that's a lot of people, they see other people getting blessed. And they the first thing they do is, is get mad. It's like a jealous child. Like, why did mom give him that? Or why did mom give her that? Or in this case dad why did dad give him this life and he's giving me this life it's like well did you walk up and ask dad for the life that you wanted and that was something that I that was a old thing that I had to get over because I was mad at my mother because I felt like she treated my sisters and my two other brothers kind of better than me because they used to get a lot of things that I didn't get, but I would never ask for anything. But it was only because I didn't think my mother was approachable because every time she'd say something to me, it was usually angry and, ner- and negative. She wasn't a bad mother. It was just really hard to raise uh, four kids and then one kid is disabled. So I kind of understand... Uh, now, I didn't always understand I was mad and resentful for years at my mother, but <clears throat> now I kind of understand that it's just really hard when you are by yourself and you gotta take care of kids, because you are straight up outnumbered. Sorry, that's spitting. Um, you are outnumbered by little people that don't know anything and it's your responsibility to teach them all by yourself like my mom had a, had a little bit of help from my uncles that were there but that was pretty much it like um, matter of fact happy heavenly birthday to my uncle uncle Wynn 
my Uncle Winston Slaughter, we call him Uncle Win for short. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. Uh, that's my favorite uncle because he taught me so much. And uh, he only whooped me one time. And uh, he taught me a lot of things. He taught me things that I, about sports like baseball. He taught me the importance of pitching. He taught me how to dribble a ball without looking at it with my head up. Man, I thought I was something when after he taught me that shit. Uh, he made me dribble from like one corner to the other corner without looking at the ball. And if I, if I lost the ball, I had to go back and start all over. And it took me a few months, but I learned how to, to do it. And it was because of him. He also taught me a little bit about horse racing, even though I don't gamble. It's just we were hanging out with them so much as kids that I picked up some things so, you know, happy, happy heavenly birthday to my uncle. Hopefully this neighbor of mine don't start blasting his fucking music. Yesterday, that was half the reason why I couldn't get my podcast off yesterday. Because he wanted to blare Randy Travis in the middle of me recording. Because he be listening through the walls. And sometimes he don't like what I say about white people. But I don't give a fuck. I have the right to express myself just like he have the right to express himself too. Um, but anyway, today is my cousin Omar's birthday too. Happy birthday, my cousin Omar. I won't, I won't disclose his age. I know nobody ain't gonna listen to it, but still, he's kind of a vain person. So um, happy birthday and all of that jazz. My birthday is coming up in three, uh, less than three months. I'll be 40 years old on October the 3rd. Um, Hopefully I'll find a mic to go to, but if I don't, I'll probably just sit at home and write because that's just basically what I do for my birthday now. I don't, um, I don't party. I don't fucking treat myself to anything. I just pray there's a mic I can get to and then if I, if there is I go and do that shit I guess my birthday means I mean it's I love my birthday because it's another year of this um, fantastic life but I'm not really big on celebrating myself I don't know why I'm just not it just doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem like I should be that into myself Even though I'm beautiful and awesome and all that jazz, I just think that it's a bit vain to just be like, yay, God kept me alive. Everybody should be on it. Or everybody should be in on it. And I should throw this big blast where I get all the attention and everything. See, all the noise starting to compile itself right now in my noisy-ass apartment building. Hopefully, I'm not uh, allowing so much noise that the music won't drown it out. Um, But yeah, man, I had a great 4th of July, and I shroomed, and um, I basically did a lot of reflecting, because I hadn't shroomed in a couple months. I think the last time I shroomed was like two months ago, and so... I saved some shake in like a couple of stems, 
caps. It was a nice little cup, and I bought me some orange juice, and I just drank that whole bottle of orange juice while, like, refilling the cup. And I meditated, and I found out that, you know, I was feeling guilty about my life still, and I was asking, uh, the spirits was asking me, have I forgiven myself, and do I accept the new life that I'm about to uh, approach? And I basically have forgiven myself, and yeah, I do accept that. So it was very, um, it was a very enlightening experience, and it kind of taught me that I fall into my old ways of worrying and, and, and stressing myself out because, you know, I'm looking at the outside of my life. I'm looking at what's visible instead of what's invisible because there are uh, there are two different realms there's a realm of visibility and there's a realm of invisibility we pull things from the realm of invisibility into the visible and that creates our reality but sometimes we get so uh, caught up on what's visible that we forget that we can create and attract the positive things that we desire from the realm of the invisible and that kind of uh, confuses us about life itself. Which brings me back to not asking for anything. A lot of people get mad because they don't have any, you know, they don't have the life they desire, but they're afraid to, to uh, pray or even say that they believe in God because it's like you, you consider weak if you believe in God because everybody wants to think that there's nothing guiding us. There's nothing guiding us. Like, why do blind people's senses get stronger when when their eyes, when they lose their eyesight? That's not them. That's, that's something spiritual. That, that, takes over for them gives them new eyes allows them to see where there is no seeing you know so I don't understand why there is such a why we make such a mockery of God while we live in his house and we think his house is a a church now his house is this earth and everything that's in it everything that we enjoy Women, cars, food, internet, every all that shit was created by God through some other human being. We have all that stuff because God allowed it to be around. But for some reason, we like to be like, oh, God, what are you you talking about? There's no God. There's no, oh, there's a magical man in the sky that's going to come down and save us and I wouldn't say that, but there's an energy and a vibration and a frequency that we are all on that allows us to get angry, that allows us to be happy, that allows us to be sad, that allows us to love, that allows us to hate. That don't just come from us, though. There is a force that created all this. 
whether we want to believe in that force or not, it's still going to do what it does. And then, like, the petty ways that we try to discredit the existence of that force. Oh, well, babies die. Animals die, too. Nobody ever, no atheist ever says, oh, if God is so real, then why do dogs die? They always go for babies. Everything dies. Trees. If you, if it has life in it, it dies. Fruit, vegetables die. It's not that, oh, that's not a count against God. That's natural. We, we live to die. So I don't understand why most of the atheists, they try to use that. Oh, well, if God, had, why did he have those babies get shot? Because that was the way he wrote their story. We don't understand a lot of things that this universe does. Why does this, the planets all revolve in a singular Revolution and then revolve around the sun together. We, we can't explain that shit. You can't tell me because some human pushed a button and then that shit started happening. No, there was a force that created that. It happens because God wants it to happen. And everything we do, even people who don't believe in God, you was created by God, so... No atheist can ever tell you how this was created. They, they can never tell you the whole thing about how this was created. They never come up with any answers. They always can just come up with condescending questions and try to make you answer everything. So eventually you stumble and then they use that stumble because nobody has all the answers to every question. They use that stumble. Oh, oh, see... And it's not really that they, they're open to what you believe in. They're closed because they're already settled on what they believe. A healthy debate is where both people can express themselves and there is no conflict. No conflict. And then uh, both parties come out better in the end. So... I don't, I don't understand why we have this uh, this scale of, of fear when it comes to believing in God. I believe in God. I don't have a uh, religion. I'm a spiritual person. I, under, I understand that everything happens not because of me. And not everything in this world has to do with me. And I know that things happen, miraculous things like hurricanes and, and earthquakes and, and haboobs and fucking monsoons and, and mudslides and avalanches. I know those things are we're put in here by men. Every time you look at a mountain, that mountain wasn't built by a person. That mountain has been here for years. But we want to create. We want to question if there's a, a maker. Now I don't. You know, if you're religious, then 
that's good because your mind is still in a spiritual place. Some people need religion as a guide to the spiritual realm. But myself, I don't I don't accept any religion because they all have a set of guidelines and they're basically trying to give you their interpretation of the instructions of God, which we don't even know unless we tune into ourselves and we get it directly from him. Because I don't think no man can really tell you about God unless God enters them and gives them the words to say. And there's definitely a difference when people talk about God. You can tell if a person's talking out of their ass or if they're talking from some experience or if they're talking from just study. I'm just learning that that's basically what reading the Bible is. It's not really about trying to figure out what it's talking about, really. It's just keep your mind on... on the spiritualist put your mentality in a spiritual place and some of us over attach ourselves to these religions and and we uh, condemn other people for just existing the way God has programmed them to exist at this current time so it's it's really it's really us that that create the negative world that we experience by not even focusing on our own path we're trying to correct everybody else's path but we can't even handle the rocks and sticks and stones that are in our path tripping us up every day that's it's really sad if you think about it I, I'm just saying this because I notice when you, you go online it's super negative and then when you go offline you have to be somewhat negative people want to talk about negative foolish things but then argue and fight amongst each other when things seem the roughest it's if they were like oh we have a food shortage shortage we're gonna go outside and we're gonna we're gonna punch at each other and we're gonna step on each other and we're gonna try to damn near kill and maim each other because they say oh there's no more food but now we, we perceive that everything is a little bit better than it was during the pandemic. We go right back to doing the same shit. Like everybody and their mama was calling me during the pandemic to, to see if I was all right. And having these overdrawn, long-ass conversations about nothing. Just just to, to hear my voice. And, and some people would fucking Zoom call me just to, just to see my face. I haven't heard anything from most of the motherfuckers since the pandemic was supposedly quote unquote over. I ain't heard nothing from any of those motherfuckers. And it was just so much fear coming from people. People I never even had a face-to-face conversation with was calling me. Are you alright, man? I know it's tough, you know, being in the house and I'm cool. I'm fucking eating some cookies right now, bro. I wasn't really tripping out on the pandemic because I know how the media and the government work together to try to scare the fuck out of us. I knew it was a serious thing, but I also knew that 
me panicking wasn't going to change the severity of the situation. So I just started eating more vegetables, started taking some multivitamins, you know, increased my workout. Just And then I learned that sickness is a vibration. If you don't let uh, the idea of being sick into your mentality, then your body is not going to get sick. I seen what they were doing when they were running the numbers every fucking five minutes. They were telling you the, the number of deaths so you can think about death and you can put that number in your mind. And every fucking hour you're telling somebody how many people died and you you online hollering about how many people dead. And every time somebody gets sick that, you know, you, you're panicking for them because they got you worried about death so much. That's how mind control and mental abuse works. What, what, what we call gaslighting. The, the government and, and the media, they work together to make you question your existence every fucking day, all day, every day. They make you question what you're experiencing and what you, how you're existing and what you look like and where you live and what type of shoes you got on and None of this shit fucking matters. We all end up a dead corpse in a box or in a in a fucking vase. But but if they can fuck with your thoughts and control your mind and control what you believe, they can make you create the oppressive existence that you experience for yourself. That's why I start this podcast off telling everybody that they're beautiful and amazing and worthy of great things. Because we don't hear things like that uh, enough in our society. I know a lot of people, they roll their eyes at me. Oh man, look at him, Mr. Positivity, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit, man. I do it because I didn't even hear that shit a lot growing up. I didn't get a lot of positive uh, reinforcement. I just now found out it was okay to do it to people and do it to myself. You do it to other people, they, a lot of people don't, a lot of dudes don't want it. They get to thinking something weird about you, but women, they'll eat it up. Women love you and you when you're positive. They may not sleep with you or anything like that, but it makes them feel pretty and it raises their vibration because when a woman feels good about herself, it is like one of the most beautiful things in the world. So I think that uh, more of us guys should just practice being more kind and courteous to women, regardless of how they react to us, because we never know what they're going through emotionally, because they're emotionally uh, more in tune than us. We're more logically in tune to the earth than they are. They're more emotionally in tune with the um, how the earth feels. That's why they're nurturers. And we're more we're more thinkers and that's why we we're protectors. But we're trying to, you know, get rid of those roles, uh, so to speak, but I, I just call it our nature. America calls it gender roles. So they can control how you think. Nobody, uh, no men or women ever really thought about, oh man, all I do is take care of kids. It was just what women did back then and then men go out and work and that's just what they did. 
we came up with these labels made us question the way we was existing and now there's just non-stop conflict between men and women that shit is mental abuse and I for one am sick of, of living in a world where I have to walk around eggshells just to try to talk to a woman cause I'm a straight male I'm not gay not into fucking dudes I'm not into transsexuals none of that shit I like women, but I don't, I'm not willing to be labeled a rapist just to try to talk to a woman. That shit is, is uh, for the fucking birds. But that's where, it, where it's coming to. We can't even, we can't even talk to each other. And I think it's really because we trying to deny the fact that we are animals and most women, they want to have sex just as much, if not more, than the dudes. But this society is built on shaming women for their sexual desires. Call them bitches and hood rats and hoes and all that shit. So they don't feel comfortable letting that wild sexual woman side of them out. Because they don't want to be labeled negatively. And then they don't want to be taken advantage of by our ungrateful asses. We live so ungrateful. On to the next. On to the next. Motherfuckers. I got four, five different bitches I'm fucking right now. It's weird. Treating bitches like action figures and collector's items and shit. It's, It's screwing up the game. Boo. We don't want to hear that. We want to. We want props from our boys, which is kind of gay if you think about it. You sleep with a bunch of women so you can talk about it with a bunch of dudes. Are you really enjoying the sex, or are you really looking forward to the other dicks being hard from your stories? And with that being said, this has been Comic Chat number eighty-nine. I am your host, Glennon McGee. You can find me uh, on Facebook, Glennon McGee. Uh, you can find me on IG, Instagram, or the gram uh, at GM3Comedy. That's GM, the number three, and the word comedy. You can... Uh, Expect the best from the world because you deserve the best. Never forget the um, three rules to faith, which is desire, belief, and expectation. If you have the desire, apply the belief. And then expect the most positive results. That's faith. And I just want to let you guys know that you guys are beautiful. You are powerful. You are attractive. Everything that you desire is already attracted to you. All you have to do is align yourself with it. And pull it into your life. There's nothing you can't have. There's nothing you can't create. 
you're made of magic. Your thoughts and beliefs can create wonderful, miraculous things. If you have the faith, if you have the, the uh, desire, belief, and expectation. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Right here on this uh, lovely casting platform called Anchor. Uh, there's a new mic in downtown called Tap That. I think uh, tomorrow will be the second show. I did the first show on last Thursday. It was just a crowd work exercise because they didn't give a shit about what we were saying, but it was pretty awesome. So um, if you are interested in doing that tap, that mic, hit up Jacoby Willis. Uh, blow your at blow your mind sweets on Instagram. That's at blow your mind sweets, and he'll fill you in with the deets about that show. But you guys are awesome. Life is getting better and better. Uh, everything is always positive. Everything always works out for your highest good. You are perfectly aligned with the life that you desire and deserve. (laughs) Until next time, I love you all and goodbye.